Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Book Watch Knobs, and I'm having an asthma attack. One second. <coughs> and you are listening to episode... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Episode 46. What's up, Mike? Are, are you okay? I'm fine. I took a big breath of, like, air, like, in to, like, project my voice, and I ended up just, like, just, like choking on, like, a popcorn kernel from when I was a five-year-old that just, like, dislodged itself from my fucking incisors. <laughs> so that was... <laughs> still, still there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 you know, petrified now or mummified. I don't know. Can, 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 can you mummify corn? Are there any like Egyptologists that listen to the show? I'm, I'm, I'm amazed the people that listen to the show sometimes because we'll get emails be like, "Hi guys, I stumbled upon your your podcast and I thought it was a lot of fun and I find it very informative how you talk about watches." I'm like, dude, you sound way too nice to be listening to our show. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure you're not looking for for another podcast? I don't want to say any of the podcast names on this show because this because this 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 is our, this is our show. You know what I mean? Do you have any? Do you have any like dream listeners? Like man, like if one of those people like listen to this, like that would be awesome. Andy for me, Dick. it's like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Just because that, we brought him up so many times, I feel like it'd be great <laughs> if Mr. Andy Dick actually listened to the show. You know what I mean? I, I'd be thrilled if somebody from the Queen's Guard listen to our show <laughs> i don't know why why you think are they allowed to wear watches yeah they're not Probably. slaves dude this isn't like the, the 1200s they can like do things when they're not like i don't know punching out tourists i i, I mean i you know i i, I hope i no, well, they probably the, can't the uniform wear... the uniform is probably very specific okay yeah you will yeah okay yeah you can't i mean you know a, 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 it makes sense for them to not wear a watch. I was gonna make a joke, um, uh, like a, like a proctologist shouldn't wear a watch. So I, I've talked about this in the show before, but I uh, when I was younger, I had like a, I had like this colon cancer scare, and so like I had to do this colonoscopy when I was super super young. <clears throat> and as I was coming out of the anesthesia afterwards and everything like that, um, uh, uh, everyone told me I was extremely adamant to make sure that the doctor still had his rings and his watch because deposits are not returned. So it is appropriate, or rather inappropriate, for some people to wear watches. So I don't know. I don't know if anyone. I haven't like. The last time I was in England, I was probably a kid, and I didn't look at their wrists. Does anyone know if Queen's guards are allowed to wear watches? Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd really like to know. So, and if they do, why aren't they listening to our show? Yeah. <laughs> also, also, also the current Queen's champion. Is, I want to know what, what watch that guy wears. Did you see that Reddit post? Yes, that's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really I'm really glad that, that you asked me that. Isn't that insane? I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things. Okay, so um, so I don't know how, how well known this is outside or even fucking inside um, UK and England, but like I guess the way the Queen's Guard works is it's 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 um it's a position where basically if someone challenges the queen, the queen's guard guard's role is to basically accept the challenge on her behalf. Correct? Is that, is that my recalling? Because I saw this a couple yeah. days ago. Yeah, the, the queen's champion. 
Queen's champion. The queen, yeah, I'm, I pop the Queen's champion. And then, so apparently that's a practice that's still happening now. I feel like it's just in, happening in, like, name only. Because I find it really hard to believe that if I walk up to... Walk up fucking smartass over here. If I fly to England... <laughs> I don't know. If, if, my, if my fat, chunky ass swam across the Atlantic to England... <clears throat> and I went up then and I knocked on the door of her house... I almost said her house on 22 Baker Street, but now I'm just culturally extremely confused. Um, I'm <laughs> pretty sure the Queen doesn't live at 22 Baker Street, or 221 Baker Street. So if I go and I knock on her on her door and I say, uh, uh, I challenge you, I'm going to punch you in the mouth as hard as I can. It's the Queen's champion's job to accept that challenge, which means I then get to ch punch like a 60-year-old accountant in the face because that's that's who the Queen's champion is. He's just like this, he's, he's like an accountant, they said, right? Yes, yes. Um... I forgot his name, but yeah, and then you can be the queen if you beat him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it works. That's fascinating to me, man. I wonder if I wonder if it's one of those things that's just like, they're doing it because it's in the book, but no one's actually really going to like <laughs> go through with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, this this is fun. I, I wonder what watch uh, that guy wears. What watch the, the queen's champion wears? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's like a brigade that was, that's been passed down in the past 200 <laughs> years. Or Vacheron Constantine. You know what I mean? How's uh, how's everything else going with you over in uh, in Florida? Me personally, I mean, I can't account for what's happening in the state, um, the big state, but me personally, it's fucking incredible, dude. <laughs> like, this, uh, uh, um, just based off what happened last week with, with, with Rivka... Um, after I made the announcement and opened it up from then to now, it has been, it's been fucking awesome. It's been awesome, Michael, in a way that I haven't experienced it being awesome in a long time. Do you know what that means? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's actual, there's actual traction happening. And I, I think you're getting a, a better response than you anticipated, which Correct. I've been telling you is, is what's going to happen. Yep. You're totally right. What I was going to say in response to everything being great is that something awful has to happen? No, something horrible is going to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not related no. to Rivka. Like I'm, like I'm going to wake up and Carpenter Ranch will be like eating my eating my junk. Like something horrible is going to happen to me now. Are those ants in Florida? <clears throat> Dick eating Carpenter ants? I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> Hold on, I came prepared today. I, I I've stolen Becky's inhaler. I'm really tired of this bullshit. Hold on. Fucking, how do you work this thing, dude? I almost just like sprayed myself in my ocular cavity. I don't know how this works. I feel like this is what it feels like to give a blowjob for the first time. I've seen this done, but like when my hands and mouth try and make it happen, it just feels like I'm trying to do a handstand. Hold on. We're getting great, great sounds from your end lately. Last episode, it was you spilling your Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and, and this <laughs> and this episode, it's you trying you try to use an inhaler. It was so sticky, dude. <laughs> so fucking God damn it. But yeah, no, um, um, I'm sorry. Super distracted right now. <sighs> wow, God, dude. Inhalers, inhalers work. People, everyone should have an inhaler. I don't know why Becky has this. She doesn't have asthma. It's probably her LSD in here. <laughs> Can you put LSD <laughs> in an inhaler? I, I, I have no clue. Oh, grill. All right. But yeah, no, everything with Rivka has been incredible. I 
I was telling Michael off air, so I made the announcement. So if you're tuning in for the first time or if you've forgotten, so um, uh, Rivka is the watch brand that I've sort of decided to start based off the idea of me just wanting something more out of my own collection. And the idea came to me um, actually based off of a conversation I had with the user. You know, he had said, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but the key to really being happy is just using what's already around you. And I think they met that more in like, like a philosophical sense, but I took it very literally like, okay, what's around me? I got my 3D printer, 3D printers around me. Like, you know, what, what can we do with that? And the 3D printed watch is something I've always sort of thought about. And so I've always kind of revisited it. And I revisited it recently with everything like that, just based off all the conversations I've had with the watch family and everything that's going through my life professionally. So like that's, that's Rivka. Rivka is the idea of me 3D printing a watch because no other watch was really doing it for me. And so <clears throat> Man, this inhaler is incredible. I'm, I'm keeping this. This is mine now. This is my LSD inhaler. <laughs> I'm keep. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna write down. I have to make notes while we talk because it helps me with the show notes. LSD inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and the the idea has been evolving over time, and so a lot of it's been inspired by nature, and it's been inspired by by my fiance, and so it got to the point where <clears throat> I didn't really know how to bridge the gap from having this product and kind of sharing it with people because I tried looking at e-commerce platforms and I tried thinking, looking at Kickstarter and it all just came off super, super inauthentic. And so the idea occurred to me, if I'm doing this in such a non-traditional way, there should be an equally non-traditional way that's relevant and unique just to me that I can use to bring this to people. And so basically I just said, fuck it. Why try and design my own watch and shove that down people's throats? Let's just make whatever watch each individual person wants. And apparently, a few of you guys thought that was a really cool idea. <laughs> um, so, so far, uh, there are about 10 people who've signed on to the Rivka Project, and each one of them is designing um, their own personal MTP1. And dude, like, it's, it's incredible to hear people's, it's incredible to hear people's ideas, and it's also incredible to hear people's stories. Because almost immediately, people just started saying like, yeah, I love the watch. And then they just jump into a personal story. I want to do this because of how much my wife means to me. I want to do this, you know what I mean, as something special for my daughter and I. Like, just like super, super cool stuff. And then also you have people be like, yeah, yeah, I want a blue. We can, we, can, <laughs> we can do blue. Rock and roll, dude. You know what I'm saying? So it's just the whole spectrum of just different people to collaborate with. This is what I needed to do. This is what feels right. And it feels right in a way that has not felt right for me in a, like, a long time, if ever. The idea that I'm busting my ass and I'm working super, super hard and it feels great as opposed to it like chipping away at my soul. You know what I'm saying? That's good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. <clears throat> it's insane. It's just, it's... I, I'm I'm super out of order. I didn't want to talk about Rivka yet, but we're already talking about it. Should I like should, should we take care of some housekeeping and then return to it, or should I, or should I just keep talking a little bit? Because I, I have a little bit more to say. So so we have we're gonna we're gonna dedicate some time to a Rivka update. We should yes. kind of we should tease the main topic just so people know what they're getting into. Yes. Um. And uh, today it's it's uh, more more accessory focused. It's a watch storage and um traveling with watches as well yeah it's kind of two two in the same kind of things um because i feel like, that I feel I'm, like I'm, I'm in need of oh personally. yeah yeah no me too <laughs> i've just given up 
You know what I mean? So this is a this is the perfect episode. But uh, I feel like also a lot of the times folks will reach out and they'll be like, "Hey, do you know a good watch role?" And like I know like one or two, one especially I'll talk about later off the top of my head that like I know people like and it's from a brand I super super trust and everything like that. So you know people want to talk about watch storage. They want to talk about like traveling with the watch, like 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 watch traveling etiquette, especially pertinent because you know we're gearing up to go to wind up soon. I already heard from some people are going to be there, so. Look do you for, get your do you get your tickets your 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 plane ticket yet? I have to see if I can. I want to go Friday to Sunday, but um, I might not be able to. So I'm trying to really figure out if I can do it. I'll mm-hmm. at the very least be there Saturday and Sunday. Cool. What days are you going to be there? I think I'm going to be there uh, all days. If anything, I might leave on Sunday. Okay. I might, well, yeah, I, might, Sunday, I might poke my head in on Sunday. Yeah, that's that's the best way to approach it. Sunday is usually like. <clears throat> well, Sunday's a good day if you're going there to buy because it's at the. I said this is a secret. Okay, I'm really sorry if you're a brand owner and you're very upset by this. But if you're at a convention <laughs> and someone's packing up their booth, that's the best time to make them an offer on a watch. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's actively putting something away and thinking about carrying it home or trying to pay for taxes to get it to fly back or what the shipping cost is going to be, that's the best time to be like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you thirty five dollars. <laughs> here's so here's a, here's an mk2 paradiver for 35 dollars uh, <laughs> I, I don't think bill is gonna let any of those go for, for less than <laughs> i don't know i don't know how much those watches cost they, they seemed expensive last time damn <clears> it. last time i looked they're, they're, those are like a like a like a like couple thousand dollar watches right no no i don't actually i'm not sure how much they were the last time he did the paradiver the Paradiver is kind of it. It almost looks like my Marathon, uh, okay. but just stainless steel instead of um, instead of plastic, and it's kind of modeled after the old Benris, I think, Type Two uh, Vietnam era, like right, watches. right, right, right. <clears throat> so I pay eight hundred bucks for a watch with the Mortal Kombat Two logo on it. I should really stop making that joke. I feel I feel like it's going to offend someone eventually if I keep doing the Mortal Kombat Two thing. <laughs> Because, bro, the, when, I, when I walked up in the wind-up last year, I just see a big sign that says MK2. Now, me being 30 years old, I grew up with Mortal Kombat, and I'm like, oh, there are guys selling Mortal Kombat 2 cartridges. That's fucking that's rock and roll, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> we're we're just stuck in that, in, in that era. We're that's what it stuck is, there. man. You know, you're, 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 you're defined most by the times where, you know, you just you had fun like that. And figuring out the blood code on Mortal Kombat <laughs> was where it was at. One two one three one two two. That's the code, at least for the Sega Genesis. I don't know. I, I never played it on on SNES or anything like that. See, I don't even remember my fucking social security number, Michael. But I remember, I remember the goddamn blood code from from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, man! But yeah, no. So, um, um, you're gonna be there all, all days. Wind up. I want to be there all days, but Sunday, Sunday's definitely not a throwaway day, but Sunday's not the day that you go there to like hang out and walk around. Sunday's the day where you decide to uh, close the deal on whatever quarries you've been pursuing the weekend. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just happy I'm going to be in New York again. Um, I say that now because I say that every year <laughs> because I, I try to go like once a year. Cause I miss it. I, 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 I spent several years in New York, uh, some of the better years of my life met met my fiance up in new york and i miss it all the time a good place but then but then like five minutes in i'm just like <clears throat> i'm done 
Because <laughs> you don't you don't go to, you don't go to New York City to be in New York City. You go to New York City to join the Hive Collective and to just physically be there, but be miles away in your brain. That's you true. I mean? Dis- disappear in the crowd, I guess. Disappear. There is no better way to be invisible in a crowd of disgusting people than in New York City, <laughs> and that's why I always loved it. I never had to worry about my crowd anxiety. I never had to worry about looking out of place. I was just another brown piece of shit with his headphones on, his hoodie up, and his hands in his pocket. That's it. <laughs> Not too many places in this world I could do that. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm glad I'm glad we're both gonna be there. Yeah, dude. I haven't seen I haven't seen you in fucking. What was the last time I saw you? A year ago. I th- almost a year it's ago. It's been now. it's been over a year right now. Yeah. That shit, dude. Yeah. So. <sighs> so yeah. It'll, it'll um, be fun. Main topic of the episode we'll get to, you know, watch watch uh, storage, which Michael and I are both, I guess, I feel like in dire need of. Although, having purged my collection, I'd find myself in an excess of watch box space right now. Eh, you're going you're gonna to have more watches come back in anyways. I mean, only if I print them. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about taking, like, a seriously, like, like a hardcore 180, like, 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 Hindu ascetic approach of just <laughs> punishing myself by only making watches that I wear. The full, the full Roger Smith, whatever that guy okay. is. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not comparing myself to him in any way whatsoever. I mean, just just be real about that. Um, gotcha. So yeah, that's the main topic. Um, there's still some orders of business we want to want to get into. Do you want to do the wrist check before uh, I talk a little about uh, about Rivka? Because there were some general housekeeping things about Rivka I didn't cover last week that people were emailing me about, and I feel like an idiot for for forgetting. So do you want to jump into the wrist check? Yeah, that's good. What are you what are you wearing? I'm wearing the same thing I was wearing last time, dude. I'm wearing this Vostok Cadet. Vostok Commanderski uh, Cadet. Gift by a listener. And uh today's the first day I wore it like in the wild, like outside my apartment, because it's been pretty like rainy here. So I've just been wearing my um I was going back and forth between the sumo and my Orient Christmas chrono. <clears throat> and so today was the first day in a while where it was like, okay, yeah, I can I can I can wear this watch outside. It's not like a like a like a sweaty pig's asshole. Like a rainy pig's asshole outside, I can wear this watch. So I wore it, and it's it's incredible. It's so fucking small. There's no other way of like saying it. Like even to me, who I'm a person who's acclimated to small watches, this is a tiny watch. But there's something, even though it's old and it's a vintage watch, there's something still um, about the original kind of uh, ethos that you physically get from the watch. These Vostok Commandersky Cadets were designed originally for people to just wear and for for people who who wanted like the strength and durability of a Vostok but not have to wear like a giant which was giant back then even now they're kind of big um a giant amphibian you know what I mean mm. or they didn't want like a like a like a Vostok like a traditional commander ski which will have like like a fucking like a tank on it or like the red star <laughs> you know what I mean or like a paratrooper or like a fighter jet like not everyone exactly. wants that but but everyone wants something you can rely on so they originally designed these watches to kind of be that, like a watch the everyday person could just kind of wear and you could wear it to work, you could wear it while being active. And and even though the watch is small, it feels super, super tough. And it's got a really, really, like it's a seven millimeter crown. And just for comparison, I think this is the same size crown diameter that's on the field standard, the Orion watches field standard. So that's if you've a big handled, crown. It's a big crown. In, in, in relative size to the case, but it's prepar- it's perfectly proportioned for the entire design of the watch, both the Orion Field Standard and this watch I'm talking about. The crown mm-hmm. size is just it's 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 awesome. It's a it's a cool little watch. I love it, and it's just 
yeah, wearing, I'm happy to be able to wear it today outside for the first time. I like, only, I like Vostok also, the, the, the modern ones, because they, yeah. they still keep the sizes relatively small. Yeah. Correct? E- even yeah. like the uh, the four the 420 ones classic, are really popular. Classic Those, 420 case, man. Yeah, I think it's, what is it, 40 or 39? I think I think it's 39. Um, that's fucking, God, that's insane. That's so cool. Cool. And yours, the the one you're wearing is 34 or 34. 35? Should be okay. 34. Where am I? Oh, let me get my calipers. Let me get my calipers. I need some calipers. When I feel I like first, that's such a cool I set of... I only have them for 3D printing. And so when I first bought these calipers, they came with the case. And I was very like... When I first started printing, I was very clean. And like, okay, this goes here. And this go, and I need to make sure I put everything back here. When I really started getting into printing, like it looked like, it, it looked like a mad scientist had an orgasm all over my work area. Because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't give a shit about putting things back. So like, I never have my calipers in the box anymore. I mean, I, I know, I know, I probably should, but I just, I, when I need to get them, it, it's like trying to undo a condom in the moment. It's like, dude, if I lose track of what I'm trying to measure, I will go soft and I'll have to get her worked up again. Like, this is not, this is not <laughs> working for me. All right. Oh no. <laughs> calipers need to be accessible. Okay. So let me let me measure. Out of context, that could be an incredible <laughs> phrase right there. Let me let me just. Uh, 30, 33. As, what's up? As you speak softly into the microphone, let me know. <laughs> 33.99. So let's, let's, let's say 34. Okay, cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. The only weird thing is I have this, these originally came on like a super like user-friendly and durable, like everyday use plastic strap, but I guess it wasn't the greatest plastic because eventually it just kind of evaporated and disappeared over time. Um, so mm-hmm. I have this on a NATO. The size of the watch like this on a NATO is a bit tough because there's not enough bulk to keep the NATO secure, as secure as I like. So it kind of slides. You know what I mean? That or my NATO is mm-hmm. just disgusting and I have to clean it. I don't know. Hmm. The fuck was that? There's like a there's like a little Cessna flying like right over the apartment. <laughs> okay, I thought the Red Baron was just like just like peppering your like getting ready to pepper your apartment with just like ordnance or something like that. It's uh it's Snoopy on his little doghouse. <laughs> Be- best way to die, most charming way to die, I think, <laughs> is Snoopy just throwing refused ordnance on your property like louse. You know what I mean? Just letting, <laughs> just we don't need these anymore. I mean, we don't want to fly back with these. Laos can uh, I apologize if any of our listeners are from Laos. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they are. No, I, I don't think so. But that's what I'm wearing. I love this watch. It's it's a really good ba- balance between like clean but enough activity to keep it very interesting. But it's very demarcated. It's the very center uh, of the watch. It's just black with the word Boktok, Bostok, and uh, the jewel count and the Cyrillic saying that it was made in the USSR. So it's really, really simple. It's just black and some text. But outside of that, it's the markers, it's the um, it's the ticks, and they're they're kind of fraying out, not fraying out, but they're kind of um, um, evenly like spraying out, almost like um, you, you you last last episode you called you said it, it kind of looked like a, like it reminded you of an eclipse a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You see like these sun rays coming out yeah. the, uh, yes. the sun, both sun the rays. dial and and the case the case back. You see it too. Yeah. Really, really, really cool stuff. So, 
That's what I'm wearing. I have it on a NATO uh, 18mm. Actually, this is the first NATO I ever got that you gave me. That's what I have it on right now, which is probably why I need to clean it because I haven't cleaned it ever. <laughs> How do you clean NATOs? Do you just throw them in the, in the washing machine? I The times where I did remember to clean them, I just wore them in the shower. Oh, well, there you go. That works. I mean, that just feels logical. I, I don't know if that actually works, but I just... If it's a dive watch, probably I'll just keep, not. I, you don't think so? I don't know. I just, I'll just, you know, just keep it on the shower, man. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like an expert here, dude. All right. Me neither. <laughs> it's, it's been settled. We have to do an episode about cleaning natos. <laughs> oh, well, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm glad you like that. Uh, that Vostok. It Super seems cool. Seems, seems pretty sweet that you're yeah. wearing a. 34 millimeter watch and totally totally rocking it that's awesome it's awesome yeah it's great condition still you don't see it very often that's not to say it's expensive or rare i think they're easy to overlook because the controversy behind this watch originally um as modern collectors started getting into it they thought it was a ladies watch which isn't i mean it's a ladies size watch by contemporary standards <clears throat> although not if you ask mr mr michael kors but um <laughs> back then those watches are gigantic okay the michael kors like, which is totally, I think it's great that 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 brand, regardless of your feelings, kind of made it okay for 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 anyone to wear a big watch. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, but yeah, no, this watch is originally intended for 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 men and women. It's just this is just the size of the watch they decided to make. It uses the same movement as the Rivka MTP One. Uses the Vostok Two Four Zero Nine, which is uh, it's eighty percent twenty four millimeters wide and about twenty percent twenty seven millimeters wide. So Vostok, if you could change your technical documents to say that, so I don't design the case around uniform twenty four millimeters and then get surprised <laughs> when your movement comes in, that would be awesome, guys. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Vostok listens to the show, but in case they do, please please update your technical documents. Actually, please provide technical documents. That would make my life a lot easier right now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, that, I've I've talked enough. I'm just I'm in, I'm enthused by the fact that this inhaler actually works. This is the greatest invention ever, dude. This fucking inhaler, man. I'm, yeah, I'm happy you, for you. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to lose lose the co-host uh, mid mid episode. Like you're just me. Me dying will be the best thing that ever happened to your career. I can I can <laughs> promise you that. And the second the second I choke on another popcorn hernal, Colonel hernal, Colonel hernia Colonel, Colonel hernia Colonel. The second that happens again, and I fucking choke and die on air, Mister 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 Ublo is gonna show up to your door and say, "I'm I'm gonna give you a gajillion dollars to wear my watch meat hot dog." <laughs> And you're going to be like, yeah, let's fucking do it, man. I love a gajillion dollars. <laughs> Who's Mr. Hublot? <laughs> Mr. Hublot, I don't know. It's it's obviously, it's not. It's not Jean-Claude Biver. Mr. Hublot, I imagine him as like the Monopoly man, but but fatter. You I'm imagining I mean? more more of like a Mr. Peanut kind of character. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but with a big bang. <laughs> and a monocle. <laughs> Oh god! What does Ublo mean? Does it mean anything? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'm very distracted right now. But yeah, no. What do you? <clears throat> if you tell me you're wearing an Ublo, I'm gonna be very upset. I, I'm not. Um, <laughs> you know, I I do actually. I I have to confess, I do like one that they they came out with recently. Mm-hmm. Um, they opened, I think, two new boutiques in Italy somewhere. And they came out with I think I think it's just called the Big Bang Blue. 
Um, Very creative. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And it's like, I don't know, it's like $50,000 or something. Oh, um, fuck my mouth, dude. Jesus. It, it's funny, I wrote about it, I don't even remember what it costs. <laughs> it's just like, I'm half dead when I write about these things. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like no your um, wife is your wife is there for any with, with like a defibrillator just waiting for your eyes to start drooping a little bit more than normal like, oh, just, yeah. Uh, thanks babe yeah, yeah it's yeah. uh back to Ulo. it's all it's all like blue ceramic so that i i thought that was pretty cool like the entire okay. thing is like this blue ceramic and the strap is like this translucent um blue silicon which looks really really cool. oh cool I that's kind of interesting um i just like blue but i don't know i'm I'm not wearing a big bang to, oh thank to god okay because i was i was on the edge of my seat <laughs> uh very far from it from a big bang i'm wearing a um one of my favorite combos lately it's the cwc royal navy diver hell um, yes on the toxic on the gray toxic shiznit um I wish I had more money to buy more toxic shiznits. <laughs> Which we um, all should, because I think I think Terry's making blue ones now. Oh, that's really cool. That's right. I, 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 I want to. I want to bond I, one. That'd be fun. He he has offered them in the past, but he might have he might have sold out. Yeah, you guys, if you're if you're if you're looking for a NATO and you want something different, definitely check out check out the toxic shiznits. But don't wait like I did the first time. I waited the first time, and those things sold out. Those those things sold out like it was the apocalypse in there, and they were all trying to buy a fucking Halio Seaforth. Like that's how fast <laughs> those fucking things sold out. You know what I mean? So if you're looking for one, keep an eye on the Toxic NATO's website, and if it pops up, I would say just go for it. I I have two. I love them, Michael. I know you have one. You have one or two. I have one. Okay, uh, and it's it's the perfect. So it's it's the perfect pair um, when you have the. The gray toxic shiznit on this um, CWC Royal Navy diver, and yeah. uh, I don't think I've ever hunted a watch harder than, than this CWC. What about, it was the, just what, like, what about the glycine? The glycine, the glycine might beat it if I ever do purchase the glycine. Ah, oh, um, But um, it's it's a great watch. Uh, I haven't had a watch with the uh, ETA twenty eight twenty four since i had the steinhardt i was um, gonna say yeah and, and this this watch just feels like infinitely better uh the size is it's weird because it's i think it's around 44 millimeters but it wears like a 90s like rolex sub Ooh. um and the case shape is just really really it, it's weird i can't maybe i should bring this one to new york so you can check it out it's just a, it's just a weird case shape um, okay and there's something about it that makes it appear smaller than it is um the watch has the worst dive bezel <laughs> i've ever used um sorry see maybe it's maybe it's the example that i have i i think this one is uh from 2002 okay. if i'm reading the your back marking is correct. Super, you're super entitled to your opinion, but I have to ask the legitimate question because you have used both these bezels. Is it worse than the bezel on the Vostok Amphibian? The one that you gave me? Yeah. Um. The one that went to the the the, the, the digestive system of like that Napoleonic 
Galapagos tortoise they shot and killed or found. I don't know. It was one of those two. They either saved it or they killed it. One of those two. You know, two. it's it's pretty close, but wow. the but the bezel the bezel on this CWC is almost um almost more irritating because it doesn't align at twelve uh, when oh, I want it so to. So annoying. And it's you can also only grip it only at twelve and six. So it's almost like this. It, yeah, just like the sumo. Yeah, um, I guess. But it feels like the 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 edge on the bezel is not like a nice coin edge. It's it's softer, so your fingers slip a little bit. Ooh. Um, and I think it's like sixty clicks. See, so yeah, I just passed twelve, and it, it's driving me mad. Um, <laughs> but it's a great watch nonetheless. Um, I I love that I that I managed to snag a a circle T dial. Um, right with with the with with the actual tritium because they made some with the t dial but with super luminova which is just kind of weird to me um tritium is very strange I, do, have you ever owned a watch with tritium i have not i'm aware of tritium i know what it is but the first time you said it just now for some reason i thought you said trivium like the band and i'm like oh <laughs> Those guys were from Florida too, right? Those guys, one of those guys went to my high school. <laughs> but uh, no, I've never, I've never owned um, a watch with, uh, with Tridian or Trivium. <laughs> it's strange. It doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't get any more intense with the, the exposure to light. Um, okay. It, it's just kind of like this weird kind of dim, dim uh, glowing that it does at night. It's like the uh, chemical reaction is kind of self-charging, so it's always illuminated. Which is strange because that's not the that's not the case with the Marathon Pilot Navigator that I have, which Ooh. has tritium tubes. So maybe okay. I, maybe I just don't I don't understand the difference between like painted tritium on a dial versus tritium tubes on like Marathon watches. Okay. If somebody can if somebody can tell me that'd be great, because uh, because that watch is really bright, probably. Probably brighter than some Seikos that I have. Wow. Like, I feel like I'm going to wake up my wife. Uh, <laughs> and, like, if I start flashing that thing around at nighttime. But value proposition is that the Seikos won't make you sterile. No, but I... Th- <laughs> I I'm not trying to have kids anyways. <laughs> I mean, that's that's my fear, though. It's just like, oh, there's great vintage wash, blah, 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 radium dial, next listing. I just That is just that is a deal breaker... Because there are some really cool um, vintage Sovia watches from like back in the day um, <clears throat> that are just wonderful examples, and they would be incredible to have in my collection. But they're fucking radium dials, and like yeah. I know, I know, I'm being outrageous, but like if I see radium dial or if I see painted tritium, I'm just like mm, not comfortable with that. Not until I have at least thirty kids. Oh my god, how awful would that be if I had thirty kids? Michael? <laughs> one of me, one of me is awful enough. Thirty. Yeah, radium. Radium, uh, I think, is pretty bad. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of. Uh, have you seen that book that that got some some more attention recently? The uh, the Radium Girls book, by any chance? I've heard of the book. I also feel like there's a documentary. There's probably a documentary. I, th- I think I saw it on on Washington Post or uh, or somewhere else. But um, yeah, I might I might pick up that book. But that's that's like horrifying. What it's what those, the what those women went through. It's the only like whisk conversation I've ever had with my dad because my oh. dad my dad was just like oh you know uh, 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 did you hear about those oh my god hey shut up Jesus 
Uh, my, dad goes, my dad goes, oh, did you hear about the, those Radium Girls? And so I had no idea what he was talking about. So when he said Radium Girls, I immediately thought of, I don't know when you were in college or when I was in college, they used to get these like, they used to get these like poor college girls and put them in like Red Bull cars to give out Red Bull. And so we used to call them the Red Bull Girls. You know yes. what I mean? You know at, at FIU. Yes, I remember. <laughs> okay, yeah. So when my dad said Radium Girls, I just pictured those girls, but just handing out like, like palmfuls of just like liquid radium to people and i'm like okay. that sounds fucking awful i've died like here here this happening dad the radium chicks are radiating all of our shit here and i'm like i'm like no what's that and he told me the story so basically for anyone who don't know is radium girls kind of follows the um the story that uh so back in the day the 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 luminescence was applied directly to the dials or to the markers with someone using a paintbrush and basically, uh, radium-based paint. So they put this uh, phosphorus uh, compound in this paint, and then you can paint it on the paintbrush. But the thing is, um, it required very fine precision work. And so usually it was younger kids, younger girls that were doing it. But in order to kind of make the paintbrush precise, they would lick the tip of the paintbrush. That's that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that blows so would, my mind. They would lick the brush, dip it in the paint, paint lick the brush so they're basically they're eating this radium paint and this shit this is this isn't like this isn't like a big highlighter okay this is this is like irradiating material most of them most of them died my understanding is that most of them just got mouth cancer and died yeah yeah dude the world is awful how is the world simultaneously awful and awesome at the same time uh, dude i i don't even know how we made it past the dark ages <laughs> <laughs> like that's it blows my mind. But bes okay, besides the dark ages and eating <laughs> eating radium, I love the CWC Royal Navy Diver. Cool watch. Uh, minus the bezel, um, the mill sub hunt is really truly over. Um, it's that's it's true. I, I realize yeah. we actually we haven't talked about you hunting for a mill stuff because the, the 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 thirst has been slaked. The hunt has been satiated. You've got yeah. You've got your milsub. Well, I've never truly hunted a milsub because that's not going to happen. Okay, ever. yeah, let's clarify. The hunt for the milsub homage yeah. is over. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was the problem. I was hunting homages for so long that I didn't look at the actual lineage, the, the progression of hmm. what is actually a, a Royal Navy <clears throat> diver. And that's that's the CWC um, dive watch that I have. Yeah. You look at Eventually, the story. Yeah, eventually the Ministry of Defense said, well, fuck, these watches are really expensive. And CWC got the contract for something uh, more solid and affordable. And that's that's what this watch is. And what's funny about the one that I have, I have an automatic, but um, the ones that are actually issued are quartz, which is, yep. I think it is even cooler. Maybe, maybe I'll find a quartz on one day. That that'd be, that would well, be pretty fun. The thing is, it's, it's logical. If I'm like a Navy SEAL member and I'm storming bin Laden's compound, I don't want to have to rely on the watch I forgot to wind. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I would really prefer my watch to be quartz. So if I if I if I do get a quartz one, does that make me a mill sub collector? Like can I have some sushi with John Mayer after this? <laughs> do I have do I have the right to do that? Do you want to have sushi with John Mayer? Do you really want to hear him talk about himself for four and a half hours? Man, if that guy could teach me a guitar trick or two. It would be worth it. I think you, I think you player. can teach him some tricks. I think you can teach him some tricks. <laughs> what I want, I want him to teach me how to sing like a Muppet. 
because I love what he does with his face. Like his face, <laughs> like his his jaw dearticulates and his mouth moves like a Pac-Man Muppet. It's it's incredible. It that's and what I want to learn. And he sounds amazing when he's doing it. Oh yeah, no, that's that's the thing, man. It doesn't matter. Like that's what I learned. Um, uh, before I became, before I focused on literature in college, I spent like a year and a half as a music major and, um, all, like this sentiment was like, listen guys, you all played instruments before you came here to music school, but listen, listen to us now. If you try and look cool while you play your instruments, we are going to fail you. Like you, like you do not, don't try and look cool. You know what I mean? So like, that was like, that's the thing <laughs> like, you don't, you, you can be an amazing musician and look like a complete asshat. It doesn't matter. You know? Yeah. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, you know what? I make fun of him. I would, I would, I'd give a blowjob like a Muppet if I had John Mayer. Money. <laughs> like I would, I would see, I would seriously, I would stomp a dog to death for John Mayer. Money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's an incredible, like that is like disposable income on a, on a, on a scale. I can't possibly comprehend. Yeah. Hold on, my cat's here. Sweetie, do you want Daddy to have John Mayer money? You have no fucking idea who John Mayer is. You just want to eat my headphones. Get out of here. <laughs> I was eating headphones, man. So that, that was the wrist check. We got time for a quick uh, Rivka update. You said you had some some housekeeping stuff. Let me look at the time. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah, so, um, so huge thank you to everyone that's already reached out. It's... For me personally, so this is my chance to kind of address everybody at once. It it was overwhelming. Like I told Mike off air, like um like the day after, or I think it was the day of when the episode aired, and the first email popped into my my Rivka uh uh it's rivkawatches.contact at gmail.com. When the first email popped into there, my my ass lit up. I was like, oh like I was I was so I was so fucking happy. Like the, the listener had wrote me this like super, super long email just talking about like what it meant to be a part of the project and kind of what he was looking for in bringing something personal and unique to his watch box. And I'm like, yes, this is this is exactly it. This is exactly what the Rift Watch Project is. But it's important to also kind of note it's not a matter of, you know, choosing, oh, you can only collect personal pieces. It's a matter of just, you know, you can have both. You can have, like, like like you talked about before, your core collection and then your, like, peripheral watches. You know what I mean? I believe everyone should have a watch that speaks to them personally. But that doesn't mean yeah. you really should have those types of you know, watches, just just to clarify on that. But, but yeah, so um, in the in the folks that have emailed me, in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the number of emails that I've gotten, the number of DMs I've gotten, and the 10 folks that have decided to sign up for the project, uh, they all reminded me. I completely forgot to talk about the price uh, last episode, so that's my bad. <laughs> that's super, important. super my bad. It you know it, it is important. So um, uh, uh, my fiance helped me with the pricing, and just like every single aspect of you know Rivka watches, it's the the idea of the pricing behind the early doctor pricing behind this watch is very very personal. So um, uh, Rivka watches is named after uh, my fiance Rivka, her Hebrew name. And so I talked to her and like, I'm just like, I'm like, babe, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, I have, I have cost for materials, but then there was all this labor that's going in. In addition to that, I have to account for like, you know, taxes and like shipping and everything like that. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to like price things well. Like I'm sort of out of my element because I'm not like, like a business guy like that. You know what I mean? And so um, she's just like, and, and so this was her idea. So basically in in Judaism, divisions, um, numerology is a big thing in Judaism. So in, in Judaism, divisions of 18, um, like 18 is considered like a, a, a lucky number. It's considered like life. 
So divisions of 18 are considered good luck. So I had the number 18 in my mind. And then uh, my fiance and I were engaged on August 13th. And so the my original MTP one, the one that I'm making for myself, being inspired by her engagement ring, I took the number uh, 13, which is also her favorite number. So I took 18 times 13, which is 234, which is the price of the watch. The watch, uh, right now, the early adopter pre-order price to design your own personal MTP one, whatever way you fucking want, is $234, excuse me, uh, USD. So that's... So to answer questions just like now, that's that's the, the the price of the watch. And this is Michael. This is how fucking okay. This is how awesome every single one of our listeners is is are. You're the copy editor. Is or are how awesome every single one of our listeners are are. Sure, sure. Let's go with <laughs> let's let's go with are. Um, when they ask the price from people that signed on to the project, they're like, oh, you know, I told the story. You know, Rifka watches 18, 13, 234. Um, Basically, 75% of them are like, okay, are you sure that's enough, dude? It's like, yeah, man. It's like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not even looking at your bottom line. This is just, this is an extension of the personal element. Yeah. Uh, the the identifying element, almost like an extension of who you are. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's just another another part of of the the project it makes sense the thing is it is you know i have balanced my margins to where 234 does still work to be super candid and transparent i am hardcore undercutting my labor but for the uh early adopter pre-order that i'm working with i felt like it was appropriate because i just wanted to see how the experiment would work i wanted to see what it was like to actually like put my head together with someone to work on their watch and at that number, accounting for shipping, because even within this 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 number, this 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 ten people, like I'm shipping to places I have never even but fucking been to outside the country before. So like like shipping costs are getting are getting pretty tight. But two thirty four, um, for these first few watches that I put out during this early adoption phase, they made it made so much sense. So so to your point, yeah, it's it's. It's a personal decision, but it's one that I've done my best to balance to still make sure that I'm able to make watches. Because that's the goal at the end of the day. The goal at the end of the day is to make Rivka watches, not so, you know, I, I can have like a business and be comfortable. The, the point of the business is to exist to make watches. Because this is the most fun I've had. This past week has been so much fun. I'm financially crippled. I'm emotionally crippled. And I've had a great fucking time this week. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I needed to say. Uh, but yeah, no, so yeah, like, like that's how I'm crazy. Like, it was like, you know, the response, you know, is, is are you sure that's enough, man? It's like, yeah, dude, like, trust me. It's cool. It's going to be okay. <laughs> so huge thank you for the folks that signed up. If anyone's interested about just asking a question or if you don't even know where to start, I had people just be like, yeah, man, I'm super down. I don't know what the fuck to say first. It's like, okay, let's just fucking let's just talk about watches, dude. Let's figure out what makes sense. It's just a matter of collaborating and really honing in on a design perspective that makes sense to you. That being said, I've had conversations with some people and they're like, yeah, that's awesome. I love the idea. But just so you know, that that idea might be a little daunting for some folks. And I'm like, you know, that makes mm-hmm. sense. So if you want a Rivka MTP one and you like the original design that I'm doing, so the original one, I've decided that's just... My design, I'm calling it blue and burgundy because that's the those are the colors that are, you know make up the flower. If you like that, you can you, you I, I can make you that too. That's that's rock and roll. I love that watch. So I don't want you to feel like 
you have to go through this thing, you know what I mean? This like process of back and forth. If you know you want a Rufio MTB1 and you like the original design, sweet, let me know. And we can like just work on colors, you know? Like the idea is for it to be accessible, so. Yeah, this, I, I'm looking at the, the the very first wrist shot on the Rivka watches. Instagram. I love that wrist shot. <laughs> it's insane. I really like, like the, that wrist shot a lot. The quality's improved significantly. I had to get pictures, but um, the edges are much cleaner now. I like the I like the the, the pile of corpses. Also, the, the next photo. This is small. <laughs> it's a small sampling of all the things that have gone wrong. <laughs> like I just have like I just have like a bag and a box just full of things that I just I I I've, over the over the like over the years the couple of years where i've experimented with the idea i threw a lot of that out but within the past three months i've just kept it all i don't know why uh i i, I mean maybe i'll do something cool with it like in like a year or so you know what i mean but i just yeah mm -hmm. no that's just a small that's all i could fit in my 35 millimeter uh lens uh frame <laughs> you know i actually i i can't wait for you to have a case uh full of these these rivka watches because i i don't know i don't know if i linked it um I don't know if I linked it in the show notes when we did the interview with him, but when we interviewed Michael Happy from from Gavox Watches, mm -hmm. um, there's a video of him on YouTube where he's kind of talking about the brand and stuff, and there are some there are some shots of him working on watches, and and you see the camera pan through these these cases full of of Gavox watches, <laughs> and he's just he's just so stoked on them, and, and that's he, so cool. He has, he has a ton of them. I'm like. And that's that's really really cool like the these these watches just mean everything to him and that's I, I kind of feel like you're you're in this in the same spot you know he probably at some point said like i just want a case full of my watches and that's what you're that's what you're experiencing now and yeah. i can't i i can't imagine that because i i've never had the desire to like make a watch but that's mm -hmm. you know that that's really cool that, that you can that you can find that focus and and that you also have other people that are you know, totally into it and, and yeah. on board with, with designing, not just, not just jumping on and like picking a design that you offer, but like we're collaborating from, from like scratch. We're, we're, yeah. Collaboration. Everything is a collaboration. Together, you know, that's nuts. That blows my mind. Congrats. It's crazy. I don't know of any other, like, I guess I'm sure some brands do it, but they'll probably do it differently and not at this, not at the 234, um, price point you know what i mean but the idea i mean like this sounds super cliche but like it's if there's anything i've learned over these past four months it's that being authentic might get me punched in the face but it feels really good to just be fucking honest you know what i mean like it's not the idea behind rifka at a certain point the reason it's so liberating is because it, it i don't it doesn't matter about making money anymore it matters about doing something with my time that is so fulfilling and sharing that with someone and having them get that feeling too you know what i mean like that's that's I mean, to what you said with filling my watch box with Rufka MTP1s and the other kind of designs I want to start working on, that's incredible. That's what's helped me kind of make the decision of, okay, I don't need about 70% of the watches that I own. And that's what happened. That's why I'm selling. I'm selling all these watches, you know? Yeah. I sold the Steverall. The Steverall's gone. Um, you know, blessings be upon it. Um, I have uh, someone that's looking at... I have a couple people actually that are looking at the Blue Lagoon Samurai I'm getting ready to put the um, Orient Star GMT on the chopping block. I'm going to sell my Omega C Master 30, my 1962 Omega C Master 30. I like that watch. That watch has a little bit of sentiment, but 
I don't like the frame of mind that um, I was in when I bought it. I was in your old apartment in Miami when I bought that watch, actually. <laughs> That's right. You were there. Uh, yeah, I was. I was in that apartment. Um, I think. I think we you, were. You messaged. You messaged the guy on Reddit or yep, something. The guy had it up on Reddit, and um, I saw the listing, and uh, I'm like, I'm like, oh, dude, there's there's, there's Omega Seamaster. I didn't like look hard at it. I just saw that it said Omega Seamaster, and it said like three hundred and something dollars or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, dude, should I go for it? And you're like, yeah, man, if you want to. And like, that was it. Like, I bought the watch in the same way that I would buy like a Snickers bar in Publix. You know what I mean? <laughs> Full size Snickers bar. <laughs> Full size. Now, I am a hungry. I am a hungry person. I will buy the full size Snickers bar, please. You know, <laughs> one one diabetes, please. That's just well, that's, yeah. That's how I bought that cool, watch, man. and so like I thought about it. I'm like, let's sell that watch too, and like I, I'm not gonna miss them because, as weird as this sounds, as like Heaven's Gate culty as this sounds, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own watches, and that's that's where I'm gonna get my fulfillment. You know. I think you're gonna be, you're gonna be surprised, man. You're gonna see some some pretty big doors open up. Um, as more and more people kind of become interested and, and see that they can get something uh, really honest in the in the MTP one. I'm content with crawling on the streets. I'm just trying to take it slow. I, I like my gutter. As long as I can make watches in the gutter, that's totally cool. I am excited to get laughed at at windup though, because I'm going to be wearing my, my blue and burgundy um, MTP one at windup. That was going to be my next question. Are you going to be taking <laughs> one to windup? Hell yeah, dude, I'm taking it to one. It's my fucking watch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the, that's the other thing. I guess that's the other announcement also. If, you, um, if you're interested in the project and if you're still a bit weary as an early adopter, which is totally fucking logical, I would be too. It makes sense because it's not, it's not something that's for everyone. It's not something that's being mass-produced or mass-marketed. This is really just like between us and the listeners. If you like it but you're still hesitant, if you're going to be a wind-up, you're going to see mine. I'm going to be wearing mine, so... Um, and we could play Hackersack with it. That'd be cool. I don't think I ever told. I don't think I ever told you, Michael, how I test materials. Have I ever told you how I test the strength of materials? Is it is it Hackersack? I throw them off my third off the third story of my building because my building is oh. only three stories tall. Okay. So like when I was testing case materials, I would just print, go up there, and just I just throw it off. I mean so, that's 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 a, so, a solid way to do it, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's good or not, but this carbon fiber nylon is the only one that didn't break, so that's why I'm using it for the case. But yeah, we can totally play hacky sack with this thing. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I, I I'd like to see some people playing hacky sack with uh, speedmasters and and, uh, <laughs> and submariners, also. I think if we did that, you would hear Ben Clymer crying wherever he was, like like the like the old school like American TV ads with like the crying Native American in the pile of garbage. You know what I mean? Yes. It yes. would be Ben Clymer crying in front of a bunch of like twenty year olds playing hacky sack with like the Hodinky oh, no. Speedmaster, or not the Hodinky <laughs> Speedmaster. What was no no? It was um what was it? Who made something for Hodinky? Zenith. Zenith did. Vacheron did. Tag Heuer did. What the um, fuck? Yeah, man. They've, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty intense. And they, I'm excited they for out, the. I'm excited quick. for the. I'm sorry for the the Rivka two book watch knob special. That's what I'm fucking excited for, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If if only we can get Rivka watches on board. <laughs> Rivka watches as the Rivka watch representative on air today. Um, that will only be possible if we can put a big dick on it. I'm really <laughs> upset. Actually, no one has asked me to make a watch with a dick on it. 
I even said it was okay last episode. And the thing is, you know what's great? People have asked me. People are like, hey, man, great episode. Has anyone asked for the dick watch yet? Dude, no. No one's asked for the dick watch. I'm very disappointed. Maybe maybe that's the day that Andy Dick writes in, finally. Oh, my God. Mr. 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 What's, what's Andy short for? Arnold? Andrew? Andrew. Oh, my God. Just an asshole. Mr. Andrew um, Dickerford IV. I would be I would be fucking honored. I would be honored to make you a Rivka MTP one with a bunch of dicks on it, but only if you wear your like barbershop candy cane like suit. If you wear it <laughs> around town and show everyone this is my this is my MTP hashtag dick Rashad. I really don't think we should make hashtag dick Rashad a thing. That's fraught. That's fraught with potential no, but- issues. No, but from now on, I think I'll just do hashtag Andy Dick on everything that we post. It's got it's got to have some kind of effect, whether in the form of like a cease and desist letter or him <laughs> actually reaching out. Either way, it's going to be great publicity for the show. I, I'm just I I've just been struck with the mood to watch In the Army now. Finally, it's a great movie. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says about Tommy Boy, Biodome, or In the Army now. In the Army now is a great movie. <laughs> right. It drop, is, it is. Drop the pin, throw the grenade. All right? Drop the pin, <laughs> throw the grenade. That shit still makes me laugh. All right? Maybe, I'm an adult. Maybe, with, hmm? maybe I'll convince my wife tonight to watch In the Army now. <laughs> Has she never seen it? I doubt she's ever seen it. Man, that's funny. This, 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 it's always interesting, the disconnect and kind of, I guess, like how genders grow up in the movies they watch. I tried showing, so 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 my fiance, she's she's a martial artist. She's she's very kind of passionate about that. She's studied martial arts, you know, uh, her whole life. And she always does her best to make sure she's like, always like brushed up on them and everything like that. And, and, and she had never seen Legend of Drunken Master with Jackie Chan. Oh, I, I, I must have seen that when I was like 10 years old. It is an incredible movie. It is, yeah. it is a quintessential Jackie Chan movie. And it's a great, fighting movie but it's also very funny that's quintessential jackie chan where he can wow you and make you laugh at the same time that's what makes those rush hour movies so great you know what i mean does does he have a richard meal in the movie by any chance he's a Uh, big richard meal guy he was i'm sure he had not reached richard meal uh fame at that (laughs) point because this was in like the early 90s late 80s but i tried sitting down and showing that movie to becky her fucking ass fell asleep (laughs) <laughs> like 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 I fucking woo hypnoled her ass. She just conked out for twenty five minutes. I'm like, babe, they are fighting with spears under a train. How are you gonna fall asleep to this shit? Like, oh, it's just it's just really boring. I'm like, shame on you, babe. Fucked up. <sighs> if you weren't stronger than me, I would, I would assert myself more. You know. <laughs> and then we just put on like chopped or whatever the hell that movie was. But um, but no, he didn't have a research meal in that movie, but. Jackie Chan's got them now. <laughs> should we uh, should we move on to the main topic? Is it? It's time? probably it's probably time, man. I forgot I forgot we were recording a podcast. I thought we were just having. A <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, listeners. This is a weird episode. Um, well, what's, yeah, what's no. really fu- what's really funny about this topic is I think for starters, you and I probably both have the same generic Amazon watch case. Probably right. Um, I I got mine as a gift from Becky. She got it on Amazon for fifteen dollars. Okay, I got mine as a gift from my sister, and it was fifteen dollars from Amazon. We so are, I think we have the, we, we are Eskimo. We are Eskimo Watch Brothers, as far as I'm concerned. 
so how 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 has that been holding up for you I mean, fine. You know, I don't, I mean, the thing is it gets, the the exterior gets very dirty, but the inside stays clean. So it kind of meets the rudimentary functions of a watch box. The only issues um, are um, with some of my bigger watches. Um, I have to keep my bigger watches on the inside away from the door because when I first got the Sumo and put it in there, I let the doors like close. I like gravity close the door and it just, it just crushed the side of my Sumo. The, the, the door just landed like on my watch. You know what nice. I mean? <laughs> yeah if it was any other watcher probably would have just like disintegrated into like lucky charms dust you know what i'm saying but like i'm happy it was the fucking sumo because the sumo could take it so um they're just like little things um the the biggest thing is i don't like the little um like pillow pads that it came with but for 15 bucks i'm not going to complain you know right i i think i think that when you're shopping for watch cases and you you land in the cheaper kind of segment of the whole genre the pillows is what what people kind of complain about the most. Okay, interesting. Um, I I know for mine, um, some of them have have started to like peel, like the, the soft oh, yeah. material on the side has started started to come like unglued and stuff. Um, so that that's the only issue with mine. I, I actually don't even have that one here. That one's in uh, that one's in Miami, along with another one that my dad bought me. So I have two of those now. <laughs> two of the two two of the same ones. I have two of the same ones empty in Miami, um, and I'm flying there tomorrow, so maybe I'll bring them both back home. Maybe you can bring them, yeah, bring them both back home and fill them with CWCs, man. Fill them with CWCs, exactly. So, so what do you have? What do you what do you have in in Washington? What do you have with you right now? So this is weird, and I'm hey, thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, it is weird, and I'm thinking about getting another one, but they're hard to find. Um, not hard to make, but I don't have the, uh, I don't really have the patience or time to try it myself, but what I have now is like a Pelican case. Oh, okay. Um, and I found some dude on eBay that makes them like every once in a blue moon. Um, and he made me a 10 watch, um, case inside of a Pelican case. Look at and you, custom, custom made watch box. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't like a custom thing. It's just like he makes one every once in a while, and he throws it up on eBay, and he's like, "Oh, if somebody wants to buy it, there it is." Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then I picked it up, and I haven't seen him sell one since. Maybe I saw one like a couple months ago, but um, they don't pop up very often. But you can you you can hmm. buy a Pelican case and the foam and like the pick. I think it's called pick and something foam, pick and peel. Picking something. Oh, okay, know. right. And you can you can make you can make a watch case yourself. Um, huh. you know, people make them to like fit guns and uh, computer equipment or whatever. Um, but that's that's what I have now, and it's it, it's crazy like solid. Um, so there's there's an element of like user flexibility with the Pelican cases. It's, you can kind of adapt it to your situation. Yeah, yeah, and there that's there are people ass. that no they're. Idea. There are people that have like pelican cases that hold like fifty watches, and they're just these like massive pelican cases that can like fit a TV. But the foam so, has been like picked and cut to hold mm -hmm. watches. So for so, people who don't know at home, can you explain what a pelican case is? Because I just learned recently. Um, we were doing a watch exchange with the Wrist Fund, and uh, the watch that he had sent us, which was that limited edition Sumo, oh SBDC zero five one. I think it's the zero two seven. 
Nine. We're we're both totally wrong. <laughs> Two, you know, I, really, I, think, I shouldn't have I gone with the code. Here. I should have just said I should have just said uh, sumo and, and and let and let that die out. But but yeah, the watch <laughs> he sent to us. It's really really cool. Mike has a uh, you did a review of it, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's on Mike the has a now. review. Check it out. But super he, super cool. Yeah, he sent it in a little in a little kind of mini Pelican case. And a Pelican case, I think Pelican is a brand that kind of they serve as the gold standard for. Um, kind of just like heavy duty cases, a lot of military applications. Um, they probably have contracts with like, you know, the Marines and the Navy and stuff like that to just like store and transport equipment. Um, and basically, basically if you're transporting or storing something really expensive and it's going through like crazy intense conditions, um, mm -hmm. I don't know, like something at, like a Navy SEAL might put it through. <laughs> You're gonna want a Pelican case. Yeah. Um, and so as a result, they they sell a lot of a lot of cases to uh, to people that want to store and transport like camera equipment that can be really delicate. Um, and and then the foam, the kind of like pick and uh, man, it's it's escaping me. It's like picking something, pick and peel. I'm gonna call it pick and peel. Pick and peel. Um, <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of customize it to hold whatever you want. Um, right. And that's what a pelican case is, just like very, very intense molded plastic case, uh, almost like SKB for guitars. If you ever had like an SKB guitar case, oh, you you, like you, you put your guitars in cases. I I I, I wrap mine in refuse clothing. Like I I, <laughs> I I I took awful care of my guitars. Well, that's that's another topic. Um, <laughs> well, while I am very diligent about storing my watches in this nice SKB case or or the budget-friendly amazon ones when it comes to traveling with watches i uh, i default to the sock uh what do you do because i use the sock so this is how bad my watch well, first of all i just want to say i'm really happy you explained what a pelican case was for the people at home because i didn't know until i saw one in person because what happened was so with the wrist funds watch first it went to michael michael hung out with it um wrote the review on it michael sent it down to me and when he sat down he's like oh yeah i sent it to you it's going to be in the pelican case and i'm like oh okay okay and i didn't say anything because i don't want to look stupid and so i got off the phone i'm like what the fuck's a pelican case like i'm picturing like a pelican cookie jar and like the wash has been placed like inside of it i, I thought like a literal pelican like the bird <laughs> like the vessel in which this watch was being delivered was in the shape of an aquatic scavenger you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's, 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 I, love, I love birds. I'm not a pelican case. Um, so this is how bad my watch traveling routine is. It horrified my fiance. It horrified Becky. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the my watch box, it has the watches, and the watches are on those little pillow crummy pad things, you know? Um, I just take them out of the watch box and throw them in a bag. Like a, I don't, like a, I don't, like a plastic Winn-Dixie bag or? Oh no, what? no, my suitcase. They just go in my suitcase and they, and they, and they roll around like loose teeth in a spray paint can or whatever they put in spray paint can. <laughs> okay. I assume it's an orphan tooth. An orphan tooth goes in every single uh, can of spray paint. Michael, that is a, that is a joke callback to, I think, episode five. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time since we talk about orphan teeth, man. Um, I probably shouldn't do that joke again. But yeah, no, so I just, I take them and I just throw them in the bag and then, you know, Viacom Demos, just Viacom Demos, whatever, you come come what may, whatever happens to the watches, happens to the watches. But then when I get wherever I need to go, I very delicately take them out of the bag. It's an illogical watch practice. It literally makes no sense. 
<laughs> so you take a sock, a sock which one can either wear or masturbate in, and you put multiple watches. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know what people do. With well, socks. what I do, what I do is you I put usually put them in the sock. So I okay, I dedicate a pair of socks to one watch. So I will put the one watch oh, in one sock. Okay. And then I'll ball that up a little bit, and then I'll put that in the other sock. So it's just like I have a ball, like a like a pair of socks, but there's a watch inside. So I'm taking my socks and my watches, but there has to be a better way. It's like <laughs> it's like a Cadbury egg for an urology sock fetish. <laughs> sure, it's incredible. I, that what you sound, what you say sounds super like efficient and low tech, which is what I'm all about. But it might not be the best option. I don't know what the best option would be. I would love a better watch traveling routine because I don't. I mean, now that I'm in the process of making watches, I'm horrified. Like, just telling the story of how I traveled with watches, I'm like, God, I better not fucking do that to any of my Rivka MTP watches. (laughs) (laughs) I worked so hard. I worked so hard on those watches, on parts that people will never even fucking see. And to just throw that shit like a a bottle of loose Listerine just rolling around my fucking bag. You know what I mean? Um, I I don't know... Well, actually, I do know what a good solution would be. I love the idea of a watch roll. I think okay. the watch roll is super, super cool. Um, I just don't own one. I would like to maybe own one eventually. I just don't know if I'm cool enough. You know what I mean? So I, I want to find one as well. And I've, I think I've wanted a watch roll ever since I got into watches. Like seriously got into watches. Right. But um, one, they can be very expensive for what they are. Okay. Um, two, while, while I'm not the kind of, I'm not the kind of vegan that's going to like pour a bucket of red paint on you if you have like a fur, like boa or something. Um, I, I try not, I try not to buy things with leather. Um, you know, and a lot of these, even if I find like a canvas one, they they have like, I don't know, like leather trim or leather, like uh, laces or stitching and stuff like that. Um, so like, it's hard for me to find one that's like all canvas or something, Mm. which is just what I want. Um, but I I don't think, I don't think it's out there. Uh, but yeah, a watch roll, a watch roll is a good idea. I, you know what? I I would love to get one, but he's, I, he, he sells out of them so quick. Just like the fucking shiznit. Terry, Toxic Natos, he's got a watch roll. I think it's canvas, dude. Oh, cool. Check it out. You can, I, I can't use my computer, but if you can go and check it out. Like that's... He was out of stock recently, and then he just got some in. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think also um, what I really like, they have these like single, um, these just single little like pocket cases that they just hold like one watch, and it's perfect because usually when I travel, I don't like to travel with more than just more with more than two watches. So so I'll travel with one on my wrist and one in the back. Okay. And the one in the bag is usually in the socks. <laughs> and then and then when I'm going through like security, I'll take, you know, if it's like an all stainless steel bracelet or whatever, I'll just I'll take it off and I'll like throw it in like the side pocket in my bag, which is not good because I don't have time to take my socks out and make another little sock bundle for that watch. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, something like a single um, like a single watch like pocket is is i think a good solution i know i i think hodinkee made some like back when they first started carrying products i think warren and wound has some too but um that's 
that's a really ideal design if you're if you're into traveling with um, not so many watches. The single, like the single. Uh, yeah, shit, yeah. I, I think I think they're called this? I think they're called a watch fold or a watch pocket or something. Okay, so I'm on the Toxic Nano's website. It is a forty dollar watch roller. It looks like it holds. There's a there's a three pocket one. There's a five pocket one, and it is made of untreated canvas. And these things are fucking really cool, actually. Cool. Although yeah. the tie the tie is leather. If you if that bothers. Hmm. I see. Yeah, he there, there's there's a lot of options out there. Um, mm. But yeah, but I, the, I, the watch I, roll the watch roll is a good idea. Well, the thing is, well, would you only bring two watches if you were going somewhere for a week? Like, I would try you, to. Wouldn't you bring all four of your wives if you were leaving the country for a week? <laughs> Isn't that how it works? I have no, I have no, I have no idea how it works. How does um, how, Michael? You're, Michael, you're married. I'm gonna be married. So how how does marriage work? Uh, marriage is fun. Is marriage uh, but, like the second bowl of Lucky Charms? I had one. I'm still full, but I'm pretty sure I can take another one down. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I was never, never a Lucky Charms kind of guy. I'm just, I'm more what the into fuck? honey. You don't like Dr. Pepper? You don't like Lucky Charms? <laughs> like, come on. You're, you're in for a real treat, Kaz. Um, <laughs> but with traveling, um, yes, you want to take the one wife. Um, I, will, I, will, I will warn you now. <laughs> If not, you're okay, gonna have good. a bad time. <laughs> good, thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Although, um, uh, Becky will not be a wind up. She's working. So. Oh, okay. So, well, more time for an, watches, I guess. I have an excuse. What'd you say? More time for watches, I guess. Basically, right? Um, <laughs> the single. I mean, does a single watch roll exist? Well, I guess you said. Well, here's my problem. We talk, but we were talking about this off air. Whenever. Like something from Hodinkee is offered, or something from like I remember when I was at Wind Up last year, the Oak and Oscar dudes were there, super super nice dudes, super into what they're doing, which is always really really nice to see. Very passionate guys. Um, they 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 love. I think they're from Chicago. They love Chicago. All right, straight. <laughs> um, they were selling watch rolls, but they were like, dude, it was super expensive. I think it was like I mean someone's gonna correct me because that just seems to be a trend every time we record. I just get flooded with messages of uh, uh, Casim is actually twenty five millimeters. Like, dude, I know. All right, I am a, I, I am, I am a well of just baseless wrong facts. Just, Ill, <laughs> just, 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 just a misinformation. You know what I mean? Um, except when it comes to Russian watches, for some reason, can't do my taxes, but I can help you identify your your Vostok two four zero nine. But um, they were charging, I think, like eighty or ninety bucks, man. And the thing well, is, they, like, I they work with a pretty serious like leather supplier, right? Like, they yeah. Well, that like, was that was the thing. Then he put on, um, he put on like, uh, you never watched wrestling in the back in the day, did you? I can't remember if I asked I'm, you something. No, no, not at all. So, for <laughs> listeners who have watched wrestling in the past and who all have also had, you know, Dr. Pepper and Lucky Charms, and <laughs> these things which we consider the cornerstones of well-adjusted people. Not really. I can I'm, see I'm, the I'm, next email. The next email <laughs> subject line. What's wrong with Mike? No, and it's gonna. What's wrong with Kaz? Why the fuck does he care about Dr Pepper and Lucky Charms so much? <laughs> I remember the day Lucky Charms came out, made with whole wheat. I thought that meant they were healthy. So just in case anyone's curious, the type of person that I am, I'm the guy you read about on Reddit and like a news story. It's like, oh, 31 year old watchmaker dies of scurvy. It's like, who the fuck dies of scurvy these days? Kaz does, guys. 
right? <laughs> he's just eating fucking Lucky Charms with his fists like a toddler. But um, but yeah, no, they were $90. And like you said, they work with the pretty serious leather um, uh, uh, source person, fulfiller. God, I'm just going to ass wipe right now. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's the same guy that does their leather straps. And so when we were talking about the leather, he got like, he got like the 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 suspenseful, sultry Hannibal Lecter eyes because he was super into talking about leathers. Like, oh, these are all made with authentic Horween leather. I'll never use anything except Horween leather. I'm like, all right, dude, that's cool. Please don't hit me. Like, yeah, dude, like I'll I'll buy whatever you want. Just don't don't hit me with your fists. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, he's super. But I mean, like, well, here's the thing, man. Do you and someone's gonna correct me? You really notice the difference? In like a nice leather versus like a not nice leather, dude. I, I don't even know. Like, I'm asking the wrong person. <laughs> I think <laughs> I don't even 100% know what Horween leather is. I'm no. gonna. I'm just gonna go out and say it. Like I I see that. I see that in descriptions and press releases everywhere, and I read about mm-hmm. it. I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. I don't know the difference between Horween leather and like dog leather. I am uh, as I am as <laughs> versed in oh my god we need to make dog leather a thing dude. <laughs> I am as versed in Horween leather as I am in Angus beef. I don't know what makes I, is Angus beef good? Does it mean there's does it mean there's 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 less bone chips in there? I don't know what Angus beef means, but I keep seeing it in commercials, and I feel like I'm supposed to think that's a good thing. But if Burger King is offering it, it can't be that good, guys. All right. <laughs> So if we can if we can both find if we can both find either watch rolls or single watch folds like the, um you know that we can travel with mm-hmm. that would be ideal. Yeah, um, oh yeah, hell yeah, dude. Back back to home storage uh and this can be a totally other topic. How do you feel about winders? I am so bothered by a watch winder because of the fact that the watch winders that I've seen it's like a cost-benefit analysis. What does it say when the watch winder is possibly more than the watch cost? You know what I mean? Am I going to buy a watch winder, a $50 watch winder for my $43 Seiko SNK? You know? That's that's funny that you say that. Um, because recently, Seikoholic, or Spencer Klein, he, mm-hmm. he put a video out. And he does these evaluation videos for his clients. And I guess he had somebody send him uh, an old Seiko that today would be worth like pretty good money. Okay. Um, and I guess the guy kept it on a winder forever. Like forever. What is, like Since, it was constantly just winding or? Like he had the watch. Like if he wasn't wearing the watch, it was on a winder. Okay. Um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, during the evaluation video, he kind of like takes it apart. And apparently the fatigue that the watch goes through when it's just constantly, constantly running um, is it's just awful to have it on a winder for for so long. And and that's kind of that's kind of what they sell you on when when they sell you winders. And and they just they never really made sense to me. Um, I'm never going to have a winder unless I mean, I can see you having a winder if you have like a some kind of perpetual calendar that's like a pain in the ass to set like you have like four pushers like on each corner of the case that you have to like manipulate with like a stylus that comes with the watch um right. that is a thing uh, <laughs> maybe you want to put that on a winder um but like the average watches that we that we talk about and buy like i just i just don't see the point 
But basically the analogy that he used is like, was like driving your car into the garage at the end of the day um, and just leaving it on until you, until you walked into it the next day and drove that's to so work. interesting. I feel like that's so antithetical to what you normally hear. Oh, you don't want the watch to stop because then all the all the lubrication gunks up. I mean, you just that's, gotta wear it like once a year, and that won't happen. <laughs> that's like, a good point. <laughs> that's a good it's point. Not, it's not. It's not that dramatic. You know, the the it's it's the marketing behind those things, really, and that's that's what gets me upset. And then you have these watch winders that are incorporated into these. Like there are these companies that sell like, no joke, like quarter million dollar watch vaults for your Beverly yeah, Hills mansion. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> like you can like, keep you can you can you can use it for human trafficking or to keep your hublots nice and dust free. Yeah. Yeah. The the uh the watch buying account is frozen for me right now because I just bought the most expensive thing ever in my entire life, and that is our first home. Yay. And there, <laughs> there are watch vaults out there that cost more than that home. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was doing I was doing some research, uh, and m- maybe I can post the YouTube video for this company. And I think they are actually in Beverly Hills. They 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 produce these um these custom watch vaults for your mansion. Um, but yeah, and course. I think I think their base model costs more than the uh, than the place I just bought. So that's fun. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um well the yeah, thing is you, doesn't i mean realistically is a watch safe like i don't know i feel i feel like i feel like the collectors that i hear about who you know would potentially have a collection to necessitate <clears throat> a fucking watch safe i feel like they just like have their watches in like banks in like safety deposit boxes right or am i am i i feel like i've I've heard of oh, fucking I hate making this reference three times in an episode. I feel like John Mayer. I feel like I've heard stories about him having one. I've heard stories about um, Jean Claude Biver having one. He did an interview for another press outlet, which I refuse to say the name of on air, even though you said it a couple times already. I think I did too. I refuse to say it right now. Um, like he wasn't like I'm sure it was all for show. But it's like oh, I wasn't prepared for you. I didn't get the chance to go to my my safety deposit watch vaults. But we can talk about the watches I have in my watch box, and they were just like priceless, like. Like whatever the fuck that guy collects, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 probably what more serious people do. And, yeah, and it's probably, put in a bank. Yeah, it's probably a smarter thing to do if you're if you're more of like an investment collector kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, really, like some of those safety deposit boxes in banks are like thirty five dollars a year. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not three hundred fifty thousand for like a vault in your house, right? Um, <laughs> You know, it's probably it's safer. It's safer than anything, and FDIC insured. Uh, so here's the you know, question: as, as here, here's the question: Do you see yourself ever owning a watch, which would which would necessitate you putting it in a safety deposit box? You know, what's funny. I've I've thought about that before. Um, okay. I, I used to have I used to have a safety deposit box um, in Miami. Mm-hmm. It was like the the smallest one that they can give you. Probably, probably that's where I get the thirty-five dollar a year figure, um, for like uh, some documents and some some kind of family heirlooms uh, mm-hmm. from from my wife's side of the family. Um, but I I got I was thinking about that 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 box the other day and I was like, man, would I ever be that collector that has a watch <laughs> that goes goes in there? And and 
funny enough, the only the only watch recently that I've thought of doing that with is an SKX 007. Now hear me out. I just okay. No, I'm with I, you. I think I know. Which, I think I know where we're going. And I think we've talked about this before. I just like the idea of maybe one day buying one and just never taking it out of the box mm-hmm. and just putting it somewhere. Cause, cause yeah, it's it's not it's not gonna be like it's not gonna be like a fifty five twelve or like a like a Patek five double o four like in in mm-hmm. fifty years. But how just how funny would that be if you just like open up like a box like fifty years later after purchase and it's just like this like time sealed SKX 007. I think it's pretty cool. So and actually, just, uh, I've heard I've heard Seikoholic actually. I think he did that too. I think I think I mentioned uh, that he he said that in in an interview at some point. He just bought one to to store it. Um, so I have I have two feelings to what you said there. Um, the, the the first is I feel like someone uncovering that sealed still closed like still has that like untouched look i feel like regardless if that was a watch person or not you would make their day yeah because because there there are watch there there are watch collectors out there and there are people that are like oh my god this is like this is like a perfectly intact like original hoyer monaco with the caliber 11 movement like the first one ever made and then there are just people that are into new old stock things Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that's what that watch would be, whether it's a Seiko or or a Rolex or a Patek or something. It's just a perfectly intact, um, you know, hundred and sixty dollar watch from Seiko, vertically integrated, fully in house, um, just preserved in time. Uh, and I I think that would be pretty cool. That, that's it's the it's the only watch I've ever th- I've ever thought about like buying new and just like never touching. But I've I've never done it cuz I get too tempted and and I wear it. <laughs> <laughs> it almost happened with the SKX giveaway. Yes. Yes. It was it my, was calling my, to me. You you uh, you 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 bring up something that reoccurs um in our conversations um and I'm pretty sure the listeners have caught on to it. Um every time you say like a Rolex reference number or like a Patek reference number, I just say, "Uh-huh." I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no fucking clue. You might as well ask me to fix my dish, my my garbage disposal with my fucking dick, than to understand what a fifty-five seventy. What is it? What was, was well, it? 50- it's not. It's nothing special. The fifty-five twelve is just another no date sub. Were those the Were those the ones that were stainless steel that were like five hundred dollars ten years ago, but now they're seven thousand dollars or whatever the bullshit is? Yeah, the fifty-five twelve is much more than seven grand today, but um. But the fifty five thirteen is is the same is the same kind of watch. It was five grand like ten years ago, maybe less. Uh, they're like thirteen grand today if you find a good one. Um, and that's where the one forty sixty and the one forty sixty M are going. They're all just no date subs. That's 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 I'm what still, I still I'm still lost, but I'm happy you're here on the show. <laughs> I don't I don't know what we would do if someone asked a Rolex question. And the five the five double O four is an interesting uh, Patek. That's it's another one of the perpetual calendar chronographs, but it's the I think okay. it's the only one that was also a split second chronograph. So oh, it's cool. a it's a, that's a big boy watch. <laughs> and it's just be- beautifully made. Yeah. Uh, if I, I think... can if I can just sneeze on one of those things one day, I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> the the equivalent the equivalent of baby, just touch it. I'm not asking you to commit to anything. I'm just asking you, do you just breathe on it? Just a, a brusque breeze as you walk by. My shaky naked corpse. Just let me sneeze on it. 
<laughs> Let me sneeze on your Patek split second chronograph or the fuck it is. Um, I think just in the conversation now, the only watch I'd ever actually put into. First of all, I'm never going to buy a watch that would necessitate um, a safety deposit box or like a watch safe. Like that's just for some reason to like, to, like there are watches that I, I see uh, and that I super appreciate and that would be great to own, but like. It would just feel very weird to me to have a watch that would be like a that expensive and like that rare blah 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 the only thing i can actually see myself putting in a safety deposit box is if it ever ever got to the point where um like my health started to suffer and you know it wasn't really the best thing for me to be wearing like a watch that was like special or watch that i could potentially lose from like falling down the stairs i'm talking i'm talking when i'm like on death's door in like a few months you know what i'm saying like that point in my life i think the only watch what okay what what, okay what's the watch that you're gonna say i'm gonna give another suggestion okay i was gonna say the first mtp one okay that i mean that's that's a great that's a great choice because Um, i would want to pass it down down to my kids who are going to hate watches it's inevitable (laughs) They're just gonna hate watches. I'm not. I'm not even gonna fight it. I understand. I understand how the ocean of, of reality drowns everyone who fights. I'm, I'm, I'm done fighting. They're gonna hate watches. That's fine. They're gonna hate watches. They're gonna hate Disney. They're gonna hate brown people. This is what. <laughs> and I'm, I'm okay with it. You know. And, for and some also, reason, and also be kind of brown. I guess. <laughs> I hope they're white. I hope they're as white <laughs> and pure as the driven snow, just like Becky. I don't want them to look brown. I'm I am accustomed to the suspicious looks now as I walk around in public, <laughs> but it was very difficult for me to get to this point. I don't want to have them go through that same bullshit. You know what I mean? Okay. So the MTP one, the first one. What about one. a what about a new old stock Slava Medical in the box? Well, that's a loaded question because that's never going to happen. I'm never going to get one of those watches. It might be out there. It might be out there, but fate will never let me have it. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, this Also, another testament to how amazing every single one of you listeners are is every now and then someone will be like, hey, man, I saw Slava Medical for sale on this obscure Croatian forum that only seven people are on. <laughs> you want me to buy it for you? Oh, my God. Like, you could I'll look at the link. <laughs> <laughs> so like like that happens every now and then so you guys are you guys are incredible and it, I, it's it might be indicative of something i'm noticing the slava medicals that people have been showing me they're going up in price they're i don't know if it's maybe one guy who's trying to un- offload the same fucking slava medical for 200 dollars. Mm-hmm. if it is you bro you guys a, a barabbas if that's you i i, I swear to god i'll burn your home down barabbas i will burn your home <laughs> down with you and everything you love inside of it all right if you're trying to shell that fucking Slava Medical off, that was mine. Two hundred fucking dollars USD. But um, I've noticed the prices going up. It's something I want to do more research in. But I really hope that's not the case because you should be able, or at least when I was when I was really really dedicated to search, you could find them for between forty and eighty bucks. Forty and eighty dollars is an excellent price for really any USSR watch. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just to yeah. give folks reference who remember Barabbas, I offered Barabbas like 125 or 150 bucks, and that stupid that 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 numb dick idiot didn't take it because he's stupid. I okay back back to the Grail listeners between the, somebody in the Queen's Guard or Andy Dick. <laughs> I think if the day that Barabbas becomes a listener, we we've made it. 
<laughs> I want Bravis to be at home eating his eating his crunchy nut cereal. Be like, holy fuck, they're talking about me. Like I like like in his in his like bathrobe in the morning, just hunched over the stove for warmth, eating a disgusting bowl of cereal. Like, oh my god, they're talking about me. <laughs> That'll be the day we made it. Not the day Mr. Ublo offers you a gajillion dollars to wear his fucking watch while eating a drippy hot dog. Not that day. The day Barabbas realizes I will kill him. That is the day that we made it. So we talked about Barabbas. Uh, we talked We talked about um, Rivka. We talked about traveling with watches. Uh, whether you choose to use socks or watch rolls or watch pockets or watch winders or watch mm -hmm. vaults um is it a good time to to do a recap it's a good time to do a recap before i jump into the recap really really quick shout out to um nick over at orion watches for anyone that's looking for um like seiko mod parts he has an excess of them right now and he's he's in the market to sell a lot of stuff so if you're in the market for something specific or if you kind of just want to shop around you could dm him you can say that you heard about it you know us saying it like you know he's looking to sell these parts he's got a lot that he's um he's trying to move so I, I don't know specifically what he has but we were speaking earlier and he made a comment and i'm like oh i'll just fucking i'll just i'll, I'll let folks know on the show that that you're you know you're you got these parts so so before the recap which i am ready for yes it's time to do it i just wanted to you know shout out to nick over to ryan watches you're looking for seiko mod parts if anyone's curious as to why he has them that's basically how we start he started modding seikos so that's kind of mm -hmm. like his thing and he did a really really good job and it's just it's it, some really wonderful past and current and future work really looking forward to everything he's doing over there so if you're looking to take a mod parts hit him up um we'll tag him in the show or whatever it's fine but yeah nice. recap so um uh bah, bah, bah. yeah everything uh this has been an incredibly uncharacteristic week for me because everything has just been wonderful i'm really i'm waiting to get hit, hit, hit by a bus tomorrow you know what i mean like something something has to bounce out because if there's anything I've learned, Michael, is that life is not a calm ocean. Life is a seesaw on fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's ups and downs, or whether you're up and down, you're still on fire. But, uh, but yeah, everything's been great with Rivka. Um, uh, so far, 10 folks have signed up, which is incredible. I didn't expect anyone to sign up. So much positivity. Uh, if you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. If you don't know where to start in your kind of design process, that's totally cool. That's the best place to be because then you can really, really design and figure out something that actually speaks to you without any preconceived notions. And that's something I can help you do. I'm already helping folks do it. And it's just, it's, it's, it's an incredible experience, not just the act of, you know, buying a watch, the experience of, of putting something that's in your mind into someone else's mind and having that thing exist to the point where it's in your hand. So it's just, it's, it's, it's really wonderful. I'm happy I did this. It's super, super positive. The price, again, uh, for the early adopter pre-order is $234 USD. I told the story before about where I got that pricing, but if anyone's curious, I can email it to you because I've been emailing it to so many people because I totally forgot to say it last episode. Um, mm -hmm. ba -ba -ba. We did the wrist check. Michael is wearing the CWC, and I'm wearing this fucking clutch Vostok Cadet. Um, looking at my notes, which I can't read the writing on. Yeah, so watch storage is the main topic. If you, I mean, like, if you guys travel often, I know there's a lot of listeners who do, tra do travel often, how do you transport your watches? Or do you just simplify the process and just bring one watch and always keep it on? You know what I mean? Like, I'm curious to hear how people not only store watches, but travel with them. And if you thought traveling one way with watches was good, but discovered a new way, like, like what is that process? Like, I'm obsessed with the idea of a watch roll, but maybe 
there's listeners out there who are knowledgeable about Walter Olds and be like, no, Kaz, they suck. You don't want them. That's the type of education that's just like super valuable, not just for, for, for well, I mean, Michael knows things, but I don't know anything. That's valuable for me, but just like other listeners in general. So if you have any insight on, on how you travel with watches, how you store watches or watch winders, if you have any negative watch winder stories, like that fool Spencer Klein, I should say, like that guy Spencer Klein was um, addressing, uh-huh. uh, you know, definitely hit us up. Let us know what's up. You can email us. You can DM us. You can leave us a comment in the show notes. Um, oh, uh, I forgot to say, in regards to the Vostok Commanderski Cadet, this is an inside joke that only me and someone else will get. This is a fine pickle, or that's a fine pickle, whatever it is. That's I just need to get that out of the way to make sure I met my quota for inside jokes in one episode. Got orphan teeth, so it was a good one. Got uh, got uh, sock fetish Cadbury eggs. Didn't think I'd be saying that one this episode. Uh, I'm looking at my notes. Dark Ages and eating radium. Am I missing anything? That, that sounds like a good spot to end it. <laughs> I wrote down, you said that. That's just not me. That, that, that's a mic quote. It, says, it yeah. says, Dark Ages and Eating Radium dash M. I'm not M. <laughs> You're M. <laughs> I am. I'm M. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, I think that's it. Really excited to hear, about you, uh, hear from you guys just um, um, you know, how you travel with watches, how you store watches. Um, and if you are one of those guys who owns one of those $400,000 watch safes, we're sorry. Yeah. Good place? Good place. Okay. <laughs> Try to sign off. I'll jump in. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You've been listening to Two Broke Watchdogs. Later. Later.